2: Thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, and myself, LeVar Arrington. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or... 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the two pros and a cup of joe show over at FoxsportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching
0: FSR.
2: Let's get this party
0: started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Cherry Red 150. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Cherry Red. In the Stitzy. Doing six down the one- Cherry red. <laughs> Yeah, big time. It is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. With You You can listen to this show, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country. And wherever the hell you are, we appreciate you making us a part of your Thursday morning. We are going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Pacific. And we do it all live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The countdown is on. We are about an hour away. From what? From our picks for the Masters. (laughs) And to show you what kind of experts we are, we're going to draw names from a hat. So <laughs> that is uh, how that's going to work. So we are an hour away. Uh, people are just really fired up about that uh, and about the Masters in general. So <laughs> I mean, uh, they are. To, yeah. I'm sure they are. <laughs> yeah, they, are. They, they are out they, they, there. They definitely are. Yeah. But uh, you know who else is fired up for the upcoming NFL draft is none other than Jim Ursay. Yeah, yes. Your guys' favorite band, uh, Jim Ursay, what is it, and the Tree Leaners?
2: Yeah, the Tree yeah. Leaners. Yeah, it's, so this, it's a really great
1: name. According to Zach Kiefer of The Athletic, Colts owner Jim Ursay, prefers the, quote, draft and develop route at quarterback this year in the draft. They're obviously picking at number four in the draft, and so the hope is that that is the plan that you are going to draft a quarterback at number four, which seems... Yeah, that'd be a nice thought uh, if there was somebody there that was worth taking. And I would also like to point out, let's not forget that uh, Gardner Minshew is still on the roster. And when that guy gets an opportunity to play, he usually plays well. And there is a previous relationship with Shane Steichen, the former offensive coordinator in Philadelphia, when Gardner Minshew was there. But Jim Mercer apparently prefers the draft and develop route after all the one-and-done retread quarterbacks they've had over the past four or five years. So, congratulations to Colts fans. That's the plan in place.
3: The, the the question is, can they get the guy they want sitting at number four? You know, they can't trade up to two because, you know, Houston's not going to trade back when they need a quarterback and they're a division rival. So, would Carolina be willing to trade, trade back to four and get the guy they want, which probably doesn't make much sense considering they just traded all the way to one just to get the guy they want. You know, David Tepper's in a similar boat, trying to solve the quarterback problem through the draft. So Arizona seems to be the the one team that, all right, if the Colts like Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, and those two guys are both there, assuming both Stroud and Bryce Young are gone, then you you probably have to trade up to three to at least assure yourself you get one of those two guys. Otherwise, Las Vegas, maybe the Titans, there could be a, another player that we're not thinking of. That ends up trading up and, and taking a quarterback at three, maybe Seattle who's sitting there at five. Like maybe they would they would kind of be you know looking to do that if the right guy was there at three. So it, you wonder if the Colts really do want to draft one. and That's the route they want to go. If they shouldn't be calling Arizona, although I, I'm not sure if they'll have issues getting a, a hold of people depending on the burner phone situation and whatever's going on out uh, out there and out there in Phoenix. So. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it seems like Arizona might want to sit tight and uh, just not stay in the news for a little while. Just uh, just sit keep there. Be aggressive, man. You know, take Will Anderson and then just you know, we just move on with our lives. Uh, just go ahead and sit that one out. I just that's what it is. Well, I mean, possibly. I mean, there's you know, it seems like things are heating up there uh, for some of the stories that have come out. But I just think the idea that. The Colts, it felt like, had a a window of opportunity. Oh, it was there. They they had a championship window, and then all of a sudden, Andrew Luck decided to walk away about a week before the season started, and they did the best they could with Jacoby Brissett. They brought in Phillip Rivers. We know what happened with Carson Wentz. Matt Ryan was a disaster. It felt like they had a window of opportunity where they were a legitimate contender in the AFC. And then there was the talk that there was seven Colts players at the Pro Bowl the year that they got eliminated in week 18 during the clown out where everybody dressed as a clown in Jacksonville. And you had a bunch of those players like Jonathan Taylor and them sitting there at the pro bowl going, why are we here? Like, why are we not? Like, like, what What is happening? Why, why did we not make the playoffs? Why did we not make a leg- legitimate run? And it's almost like Ursay and them realize we're not even close to being the team that we were in that window so yeah, let's just let's just try and draft a guy. But if he's not there to Brady's point, what what's that gonna do? You're just drafting a a quarterback just to draft a quarterback? Like if if you don't believe in Levis, if you don't believe in Anthony Richardson or anybody else and the top two guys are gone, it just feels like the Colts window of opportunity closed and they can say whatever they want. I, I don't see them anywhere close to being a contender for at least the next couple of years.
2: There there are always going to be I guess unique perspectives on how you approach building your team, and and obviously the the Colts the Colts have the Colts had built their the you know put their their fortunes on Andrew Luck when when they drafted him, but they also had some real good talent at the receiver position. I mean they were pretty deep. Um, right now, what their best receiver is Pittman. Yeah, I, I mean they're not in my estimation, they're not a very deep team at the receivers position. Um and so if you don't if you don't have the type of weapons around a guy. I mean, they even had success when Philip Rivers came in for that last season. And it, it, it kind of went downhill from there. You had Jonathan Taylor who was arguably the best player in the league, let alone just the best running back. I mean, he was he was playing at a very high level um for what, like a two year period of time. It just doesn't seem as though for one, their defense was good as well, but it just doesn't seem as though they are structured to to be able to have sustained success right now. Or maybe they are, and maybe they're close and maybe they are just a player or two or a coach away. From developing into a a better a more competitive team, but it's just it's again it's all about philosophies, and if if Jim Irsay and and his decision makers and and in, in Indianapolis are feeling as though the that the quarterback could be the quarterback position in the draft could be one that changes their changes their fortunes, then that's what you go with. I don't know that you ever have a draft pick where you say we're just drafting them to draft them. I think there's too much value there in terms of getting a player coming out of college. Um, There's too much value there to just say we're drafting them to draft them. And and your spots are limited. So you got to try to hit on like free agency, you know, the draft you got to try un- unrestricted like or unsigned you know after after the draft is over or free agents that are out there sitting on their couch you got to try to hit on every single person you bring into your building even if they're backups you got to try to hit so i don't i don't subscribe to draft just the draft i don't know but i i don't know how far they are from good they're like a conundrum i don't know how far they are from good but i don't know how far they are from bad either
1: would you guys rather be the Houston Texans the next three to five years or the Indianapolis Colts? Ooh, so I'd rather be Houston. Because I, yeah. I may end up with the best quarterback in the draft. If Bryce Young is there and, and he's the guy that Houston goes with, I, I'd rather ro- take my chances with that than whatever Jim Mercer is going to come put together uh, in between, you know, sets at whatever, uh, whatever venue he's p- playing out with his
4: team
3: I uh, mean, his band. He, here's the thing about, you know, Jim Mercer, and we could say whatever we want to say about him and the tree leaners, but, I mean, look, when they've drafted a quarterback, they've done well. I mean, Peyton Manning, Hall of Famer, right? Won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Andrew Luck was, was on a path to be one of the best in the league. Maybe at, at, at some points, you know, was, you know, what you consider a top five, you know, quarterback. He kind of had that young budding star to him, right? I mean, he just decided to hang it up, you know, before I, I think obviously the organization was ready for that. And that's really what started this tailspin of them trying to look for quick fixes, and going the veteran route to try to to try to fix that, so they've had a good track record of at least drafting and having that guy be a be a dude, be a stud. But you know, this one's a it feels a little different, right? Because with the luck pick, at least they they sucked for luck, right? Like that was what they did that that year when Manning got hurt and then they just became the worst team in the league to set themselves up to have the number 1 overall pick.
1: It's kind of insulting to Curtis Painter, isn't it? You know, he had to be the guy. Wait, listen, we want to be so bad. Curtis, you're up. Like we yeah. would like to have the next great quarterback, so they put Curtis Painter in. He didn't Painter have in. to suck.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, and then there was there was a number of quarterbacks. It wasn't just Curtis that played that year. And, and there was a lot of guys who ended up, you know, going on IR and sitting out. It wasn't wasn't just Peyton. But uh, you get my point. Yeah. I mean, like I, they're not, in, the, they're not in, the, in that position now. Like they had that chance. You know, maybe Jim Mercer was on a, a tour, you know, singing when Chicago tried to, to trade out <laughs> the number one spot. You know, maybe they, they, they weren't really sure what they were doing yet. But now they sit at four and they couldn't end up getting a guy that they like, but they're not in love with. And – We'll see how that works out, but the bottom line is whoever they draft the quarterback, the offensive line has to play the way it was playing a couple of years ago, and, and not how it looked last year. And they got a they lot, struggled mightily up.
1: They home. got a lot of money invested in that O line,
3: right? Because uh, I know. yeah, they they do, and, and we kind of tend to forget like Jonathan Taylor is a hell of a running back, yeah, but not the way the offensive line played last year. It, it really didn't matter who was playing quarterback because of how poorly they protected.
1: It's two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. You can listen to this show, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. All right, so coming up next here from the Tyrac.com studios, we are going to get inside information, some of the details. A person who frequents this show threw out some numbers involving one player who's been the talk of the NFL the entire offseason. We are going to go inside those numbers for you here, and we're going to do it next on Fox Sports Radio. are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs.
0: With Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these
4: cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky.
1: Two Pros and a Cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code 2PROS. That's the number 2PROS for a special offer when you sign up. That's code 2PROS only at DraftKings Sportsbook. We are going to have another edition of Would You Rather coming up here a little over 20 minutes from now, but right now. We'd rather not have anybody other than Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. Get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer, becoming one of the most popular parts of this show. Albert, what's happening? Happy Thursday.
4: Yeah, I've seen some activity on that uh, burner phone account, too. I like that. Good <laughs> work, Jonas. <laughs> Got nothing to do with it, and I'm
1: tired of the false accusations. I have zero to do with it, but they are getting very creative. I think there's multiples now, because I did see a couple others that is were it? out there uh, talking about your humble brag that you live on the ocean. But
4: I, I, I appreciate I appreciate your ability to talk in the third person.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is true. Um, all right, so you were t- talking, I believe it was in your mailbag this week and talking about the numbers that were out on Lamar Jackson and that the offer that the Ravens had on the table currently is no longer on the table. So what, what was the, like the total dollar amount in comparison to maybe some other contracts that we've seen that Lamar Jackson apparently wanted no part of and was not good enough for him?
4: Yeah, so I believe it was a five-year extension, and at or near at the top of the market, that of course would fold in the franchise tag. Um, So you'd be talking about a total of six years. Um, And my understanding is, just from a new money perspective, it would have been you know right around you know fifty million dollars a year, and like so. Then you have on top of that um, the 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 first four years, which I mean are virtually guaranteed at two hundred million. So. Um, he'd be looking at like a virtual guarantee of, of four years, two hundred million, and then a new money average of uh, fifty million over five. And you can play with the numbers all you want, but that that was sort of what it was. And um, you know, again, like, and I think we've been over this in the past, but you know, part of it was that Lamar wanted a fully guaranteed deal, and this really is a principal thing for him. Um, I know it sounds crazy when we're talking about numbers like this, but. I think it was just about the money. He would have just taken the money. Um, but, you know, I, I think his feeling on it is, A, it's not what Deshaun Watson got from a structural standpoint. And, B, um, after all he's given for five years from an injury standpoint, um, he didn't feel like it was right to give the Ravens injury protection on the back end, which is what the, the extra years on the back end of the deal that, that aren't guaranteed would do.
3: So, so I, I get all of that. I mean, it, yeah. it, does it seem like we're gonna find any progress whatsoever, or is it just gonna take another team where maybe after the draft they don't get a quarterback and they they submit an yeah. offer sheet? Is that is that where this is headed right now?
4: I mean, Brady, I think that you know the way I look at this is there are, like every negotiation's got checkpoints, right? Like so for this negotiation, one checkpoint was. That franchise tag deadline, another checkpoint was the start of free agency when other teams could start talking to them And I think like the next checkpoint um, would be the draft. And the reason why is because once we get past the draft, if a team wants to sign him to an offer sheet, they're giving up future draft picks. They're not giving up this year's draft picks. Um, and then, of course, after that, the next checkpoint would be July 15th. After July 15th, he can't sign um, a long-term deal with the Ravens anymore. He can only sign a one-year deal. So, Um, I think the next checkpoint is actually pretty significant because if there aren't other teams interested um, starting, you know, May 1st, right after we get past the draft, um, and when the dynamic changes a little bit, then I think it's hard to conjure a scenario where other teams would be involved at all. Because at that point, why would you wait until the middle of the summer um, to, to do something with them? So. You know, I I think we're probably going to get past the draft. Um, You know, and this is, of course, barring somebody coming and making a big offer um, in a trade with the Ravens. Probably at this point we get past the draft if there's no trade offer like that. And then either suitors materialize or they don't. If suitors materialize, then you figure it out that way. If they don't, then I think at some point the the Ravens and, and Lamar have a come to Jesus meeting. But, like, I think that this whole thing. Um, is going to accelerate in one way or another when we get to the draft, and then we get when we get past the draft, uh, because I think at that point it sort of becomes time for for people to show their cards.
2: Let me switch gears on you, AB, and and go to another quarterback in Mac Jones. Um, you, you know, you had reported talked about the whole shopping of Mac Jones from Bill Belichick. What exactly does that mean for? Mac Jones. What does that mean for the New England Patriots moving forward?
4: You know what's interesting about this, Levar, is um, you know we're we're all around the same age. We all have coaches like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, They coach um, and motivate in a different way than co- coaches coach and motivate now. Um, you know, and I, I sort of it's interesting that Chris Sims has had a bunch of news on this because I I almost think this is like those old stories you you used to hear about how Bill Parcells would handle Chris's dad you know, and how there would be this constant, like, you're not good enough. That's not good enough. Um, you can't act this way, that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, and using almost, you know, fear and um, kind of putting a guy in his place to, to try to bring him along. Like, I, I think Bill Belichick actually thinks handling a quarterback this way is the correct way to do it. And in some ways, it's the way he handled Brady when he was younger, handling him like almost any other player on the team. Um, you know, I, I, like, I don't think that Bill was happy with the way that Mac conducted himself last year. And, yeah, like things weren't, weren't good for Mac, And obviously, like the offensive coaching situation was a, was a mess. Uh, but if you look at the way, you know, Matt conducted himself and you compare it to the way Trevor Lawrence conducted himself during the Urban Meyer match, or you look at the way that Justin Fields conducted himself through having a coach fired, the way Tua conducted himself through Brian Flores' situation there, and then Brian Flores getting fired. I think, you know, you look at the other guys, you see a a steadiness about them. And you didn't see that with Mac last year. And, you know, so I think right now, you know, part of this is, you know, showing Mac like, hey, you're not on scholarship here. You know, so that means he's not exempt from trade discussions. You know, and and, and I don't think that they were, like, actively calling teams and and, and shopping them that way. You know, I think it was more – his name would come up and it wouldn't just get shot out of the sky by the Patriots when teams are going through each other's rosters Um, before the combine, during the combine, and then before free agency. And So, you know, I think as much as anything else, this is treating Mac as if he's the 30th guy in the roster. Because I think that Bill feels like that's the way he played last year. Mm. And um, it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here because I do think that that, that Belichick's going give, to um, give Bailey Zappi a legitimate chance to compete for that job. And, um, you know, both those guys have been in the building every day, and both those guys have been building our relationship with the new offensive coordinator there, Bill O'Brien. So it's sort of fascinating in that way in that, you know, I do feel like like Bill Belichick is handling um, this situation the way a coach would, <laughs> I guess, like when we were kids, you know what I mean, like that, that, that sort of way. Um, It's very, very different than the way quarterbacks are generally handled now.
1: Albert Breer joining us here on Fox Sports Radio, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. You can get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer. So we kind of have a feeling that it's going to be C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, you know, Mm -hmm. one or the other that's going to go one or two in whatever order that is. And then we get to... The debate for the third quarterback, and we've got Richardson and Levis, and also Hendon Hooker is starting to make some noise. What are you hearing that's most surprising amongst the three other quarterbacks in the top five consensus from draft scouts and people that have covered this stuff? What surprises you the most about some stuff you've heard on those three quarterbacks outside of the top two?
4: I mean, I would say, like, what surprises me is I wouldn't have thought, I wouldn't have thought two months ago that the most consistent opinions across the board would be on Hooker and not Levis or Richardson. Um, you know, I, I, I think a big part of, you know, what you're dealing with with Hennon and Hooker, it's stuff like we know about. You know what I mean? Like, it's his age. It's coming off the ACL. And it's that he's coming out of, like, a, a Baylor air raid type of offense. It's pretty simple, right? Um, but at the very least, like, with, with and Hooker, you sort of know what you're dealing with. Um, He's mature. He's crushed it in his meetings. Um, He's sort of like, you know, I feel like he's to some degree like a known commodity, whereas with Levis and Richardson, I feel like people's opinions are all over the place. Like, you'll find some people who will say, you know, Levis or Richardson could be the best quarterback in the class. You'll find other people who don't like them at all and don't think they have any business going in the first round. So, like, I think that's probably the most surprising thing, and there are teams that like Hendon Hooker more than the other two. Um, and so I think that that's, that, that makes like all three of them sort of, I guess, these movable parts once we get past the first two. And I do think the first two will go 1-2 on um, the draft. I don't think it's a certainty, but I do think they'll go 1-2 in, the, um, in the draft order. Um, you know, I think the next quarterback could go 3 or 4. I think the next quarterback could go at the bottom of the top 10. I think there's a lot more of a variable there than most people realize. Uh, Al, let's have some
3: fun. Let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals and yeah. whatever is going on <laughs> yeah. with that situation.
4: I mean, it's a mess. It's a mess, Brady. I, I, um, you know, like I, I think that a lot of the stuff that's happened internally there over the last, I would say, 10 years is sort of coming to roost now. And this was even when they were winning. There were issues there, you know. Um, you know, and I, I think some of, the, some of the stuff that's in there on Steve Keim, has lingered for a while um you know terry mcdonough's issues were, were were well documented coming into this um you know and then you know I, I think one thing you hear consistently from coaches and scouts that work there is that ownership has been a problem um you know even this year like you know i, so, I think sort of the desire to sort of have his pieces of pie you know so to speak and to be almost like a like a uh, <laughs> I don't want to say bootleg version of Jerry Jones, but like <laughs> sort of like that. You know what I mean? Like where he's he's got his hands on a lot of different things, and um, you know I I don't think it's any fault of the new guys there. Like I think Monty Austin Ford and Jonathan Gannon are really good guys who um, are you know, have 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 a lot of promise. You know, as as a new head coach and a new general manager, but there's just some things about that organization that are sort of sideways and have been sideways for a long time. And to be honest with you guys, like it's as big a reason as Kyler Murray's contract as to why, like some coaches were staying away from that job back in January.
2: I want to talk about Carter and this, this whole, the visit. I I don't know if we call it fiasco. I mean, I call it a fiasco. I I think if you get invited to go do interviews with a team, you go do the interview. You, You don't have a job yet and you should, make sure that you're growing your network and taking full advantage. What has been kind of the feedback on Carter? um, It just doesn't seem as though he's trending up with how he's handling things.
4: I mean, LaVar, the questions before the combine were, what kind of teammate is he? What kind of worker is he? What kind of motor does he have? What sort of football character does he have, right? Like a lot of those sorts of questions. Um, which, like, scared teams, um, you know, in the top ten. And the caveat there had been, it's nothing criminal. And then you get to the combine and the arrest warrants are issued, and now all of a sudden you can't have that, that that nothing criminal caveat comes off. And now teams have a lot to dig through as to, you know, what sort of crowd he hangs around, his family, all that different stuff. Um, you know, and I've heard it compared in, in, in some ways to to Warren Sapp, you know, twenty eight years ago. Comes from the same high school as Warren Sapp. Um, same sort of player as Warren Sapp too, probably the best player in this year's draft. Um and that's great. You know what I mean? Like and I and I think that like I know all fans are gonna look at this and say, Well, he'll grow up and, and we'll handle it. Well, if you're if you're talking about spending a top five pick on him, number one, you know, that's a that's a lot of guaranteed money and that's a resource that is a, is a precious, precious resource that you're going to be spending on a guy. Um, number two, like guys who are, there are other guys who are going to be picked in that area that check a lot of boxes that don't have these problems, which gives those teams alternatives. And then number three, you know, with a player like this, you want to have good infrastructure. And usually teams that are drafting that high don't have that sort of infrastructure. Um, you know, and I, and, and I heard my old buddy Daniel Jeremiah mentioning the Eagles at the bottom of the top 10 as a possibility, and that would make a lot of sense because they do have infrastructure, you know, a good coaching staff, a veteran team, um, a couple of his ex-teammates, and Jordan Davis and the Kobe Dean there already. Um, You know, but I'm with you. Like, I just – I think it's one of those things where, like, the Eagles could tell you we're taking him, we're we're, we're taking you, and then another guy that the Eagles like falls them, they take him, and now all of a sudden maybe you have teams at 11, 12, 13 that really like him as a player but haven't had the chance to talk to him enough so they aren't comfortable with it. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, I, Drew Rosenhaus has been doing this for a long time. He actually was Warren Sapp's agent, so he's been through this before. Um, and maybe they do have a promise. I just think it's a risky proposition in this situation to, to, to say no to anybody who wants to talk to the kid.
1: Uh, Albert Breer joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Got a couple more minutes with A.B. on a Thursday. Uh, Albert, so I I was noticing a a theme here. I'm looking at our friends from DraftKings have some props up for uh, the NFL draft. And I'm seeing, all right, so C.J. Stroud is projected to be, and he's the favorite to be the first quarterback taken. And then I go over to the wide receivers. I see Jackson Smith and Jigba is the first, (laughs) projected to be the first wide receiver taken. Then I go over to O-line. I'm saying there's no possible way this is continuing. Then I see Paris Johnson, Jr., is the favorite to be the first offensive lineman selected. And I don't know about you, Albert, but it just feels like that there's a common theme when it comes to all these positions in the draft. Have you noticed this theme as well, too? What a horrible song.
4: Yeah, I wish
3: our kicker was highly rated. What's
4: that song? (laughs) Wow. Come on, Albert. I mean,
3: you're really putting last season on him. You're you're putting it on him. Not Ryan Day settling for a 50-plus yard field goal. Uh And had that kid ever hit a 50-plus yard field goal? Was is that the story? Uh,
4: I think that's right. I, I, I don't think Ruggles that, yeah. hit one, had he? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I like I, I, you don't know, you know, hear as many defensive players ranked that highly uh, as you used to, right? Mm.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, uh, what are we thinking? Is Jackson Smith and Jigba the slam dunk to be the first wide receiver taken? Or we? Uh, I've seen that some of the money has come down on C.J. Stroud at the top, and Paris Johnson is sitting at a slight favorite. You feeling confident in that, Albert?
4: I think I put it this way. I think right now I would bet on Jackson being the first receiver taken over C.J. being the first quarterback. Really? Wow. Right now. My guess right now would be Bryce Young is the first overall pick to Carolina. Wow. Um, and it's for two reasons. Two reasons I would say. I would say number one, um, I know like he blew Frank Reich away in the meeting, right? Like so that's number one. Number two, have you guys heard of the S two test? Oh, explain it. What is it? So this is like this cognitive test, right? Ooh. Like that like Joe Burrow did fantastic on it a couple of years ago and a lot of it's it basically test how like how fast guys process right um there's been a lot of nfl investment in this test and there are um a lot of owners who believe that there is a real correlation um, between the results of this test and how a quarterback um, assimilates into the nfl my understanding is bryce young knocked that out of the park the same way joe burrow did justin Fields scored really well in that test too i'm not going to say we're justin fields and Joe Burrow, what, the, what those two have in common. Damn right. Uh, oh, wait, baby. Both, <laughs> um, interesting. But Bryce, yeah, but Bryce Young did really, really well on that test. And, um, you know, my understanding is that David Tepper, the Panthers' owner, puts a lot of stock in that thing and was really anxious to get the results of it. Um, so, like, I think Bryce doing really well on the meeting with Frank, Bryce doing really well on that test. Um, I, I Like, I think the the – the size question is something that the Panthers are still wrapping their heads around. Um, but I do think like Tepper was sort of maybe in the, the Stroud camp before this. And I, like, I, I just, you know, having heard what I heard about like how Bryce did in that test, I wonder, I, I sort of think now that that may be enough to swing them to the other side. And if you, you put that together with how, um, how I heard Bryce did with Frank, and I'd sort of give give, uh, give Bryce a slight edge over CJ to go first overall right
1: now. How about that? No bias. Just a, a professional right. through and through. You know?
4: Jonas, I'm a journalist. Yes. See?
1: Hmm. I, and I don't care how many burner accounts Brady comes up with when it comes to you and, and, and your phone wow. issues. Wow. There's no
4: blame now. Yeah, huh? and, this is, and we'll, we'll bring the, the burner ploy. account after. Like, I think my phone is like...
1: I think my phone is pitching a perfect game right now. It is. Yeah, it absolutely is. Uh, Albert Breer, uh, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. Get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer. Good stuff. Thanks, A.B. We'll do it again next week. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, A.B. Uh, There he is. Uh,
3: We are brought to you, by the way. He he, he didn't have any phone issues, did he? No, No, he didn't. Weird. That was disappointing. Yeah.
2: I was weird. actually proud of them. Yeah. yeah, I was, I was looking
3: <laughs> forward to it. That's always part of the conversation.
2: I was listening for the door chime or the backup. Something. Mirror. Uh, <laughs> what, the backup noise. Or, right.
1: Yeah. Uh, we are brought to you by Discover. At the end of your first year, Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned doubled. Seriously, see terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com forward slash match. All right. So, coming up next year, we are going to have another edition of Wood you rather it's normally on a tuesday we didn't do it on tuesday but it's here on a thursday and it's yours right here on fsr
0: be sure to catch live editions of two pros in a cup of joe with brady quinn lavar errington and jonas knox weekdays at 6 a.m eastern 3 a.m pacific
1: pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. Coming up in a little over 10 minutes from now from the TireRack.com studios, we are going to try and do the impossible. We're going to try and get Lavar Arrington to give a rip about a major sporting event, and we're going to do so... By making him gamble on it so stick around for the festivities that's going to happen a little over 10 minutes from now before we get to another edition of would you rather I want to let you know we are brought to you by progressive insurance progressive makes bundling easy and affordable get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle rv boat atv and more all your protection in one place bundle and save at progressive.com
0: let's make history and now would you rather would you rather your random topics Sports or otherwise. All right,
1: lead to lap. What do we got? Fellas, I'm interested to know, would you rather win the Masters or the Super Bowl as a bench player who didn't play it down all season? The Masters. And like
3: the Masters, you're you're winning it, playing it? Yes, correct. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm 100% gonna do that. the Masters. The yeah,
2: Masters. Yeah. I know you was looking like LeVar's going to go with the other one, but <laughs> yeah, <No. laughs>
3: Winning is, is my Could MO. Could you imagine, God. too, them donning... LeVar with the green jacket. Oh, man. With wow. with a nice pair of green Jordans. Come on, man. Yeah. I know you got them in the closet. Just smiling okay. as they put them on. We could be, probably even get Tiger to do it.
1: They might even yeah. match with your Grinch shoes. Sure. Nah, it's nah, it's different, different greens. Yeah. yeah,
2: It's too bad. That would be interesting. That would be, that would
3: be pretty dope, though. Yeah.
2: yeah. I could double down on Tiger putting on me again. Yeah, well, I, I don't have a problem with Tiger. You yeah. could, could put the jacket on me if I was winning. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I, don't know, I, I just feel it? like every time we bring him up, there's something there, man. I don't know hey, if you guys cross paths it's and, oh, no. and maybe it was like something something in the past, man. There's something there.
1: I I really could care less. I, honestly I don't I don't know. Did he make your waitress take too long to bring the check? Is that what happened? No. Like you were there waiting for the check and uh, I did pull out. <laughs> oh my god. I mean he did. In fairness. I did pull out. what did he pull out? Of a tournament. <laughs> oh, oh. Good. Uh what else we got, Lee? Right, but sure. Guys at the NBA <laughs> trade deadline, the Mavs had a fifty eight percent chance <laughs> of making the playoffs. It's now at six percent. My question being, <laughs> would you rather have Kyrie Irving as a teammate or Antonio Brown at oh. their worst? Oh, oh, that's, that's a one. That might be
3: the best one you've ever come that's up with. That's a Lee. good one. Man. I mean, I'm oh. a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I've worked that's out great. with A B once a while ago and i he was a cool dude then he's talented as hell so i don't know i'd probably pick ab i mean i
1: think i would go i'm going to go antonio brown
2: i'm going to go man i don't know i'm going to go kyrie irving just because he used the he uses the incense to to kind of Purify energies and stuff like that, and I mean, who, who, you know, who could go wrong with purifying energy and stuff? I guess
3: with Kyrie, I feel like you have to worry about like these odd conversations you're gonna have about is the world flat or whatever, maybe some conspiracy theories. With Antonio Brown, it's like, I mean, he could just have a bad day burn his feet in a cryo chamber yeah. you know not like the helmet he's wearing like there's a lot of other issues that come along with that so that's that's a tough one that's, yeah. a, that's a good one let But
2: see we're not trying to it's not be his friend it's be his teammate and that's everywhere, what i'm saying though everywhere Kyrie like, so, goes so, is a disaster
3: like we could be walking out to the court and no, Kyrie's like boy. hey man he, did you hear this he theory
2: ran off a of field butt naked I mean, yeah,
1: but he did. Like he he goes, did have his
2: pants on, but, I mean, still was close enough.
1: I mean, he he joined Dallas, and it was like, man, Luka finally got a player. He finally got a teammate. And they've then, been downhill ever <laughs> since. They've got a yeah. 6% chance of making the playoffs now. It's the best. I mean,
3: Av joined the Bucks. They won a Super Bowl. I'm yeah. Saying.
2: I mean, Kyrie's got a championship. I mean, I, I'm just saying, I, I don't know. I think Kyrie goes, uh, I don't know. I yeah. mean, I think it's a great question. Great honestly. question, it's Lee. A great it's a great question. Question. It's a great for well well debate. In, In fact, it was well great. let me it was tell you something.
1: Provoking. Somebody's going to steal that who's listening on some sort of a, a sports TV debate show. You're going to see that on and the they're Kyron. they're all the credit for Yeah, it. And, and they're, they're not going to give any credit to Lee the lap. And you know who's going to be feeding him that information? Probably Todd. That's why. <laughs> it's terrible. All right, Lee. What else? All right, it's all downhill for him here. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> here comes. A He's going to redeem one. himself. Here, here we go. One. Here
2: we go. From Kyrie and A. B. to Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. If you could only watch
1: Sylvester Stallone movies or Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, which one Ooh. would you rather go with?
3: Another That's good go. one. God, so go Lee's on, Lee's on That's it today.
1: To good one, Lee. Okay,
3: you give the guy some time off. He comes. With some good ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: man, Rocky is uh, just okay. Rocky is Rocky.
3: I was just gonna say, like you have you Rocky, Rambo, you have Predator, Rambo,
2: but Predator and and kind of. Yeah, Predator's
3: Predator is only one
1: movie, though.
2: No, yeah. But there was three. Uh, well, yeah, he yeah, was only in one. He he's was only in one.
1: Can you watch he Pumping Iron. Iron? Does Pumping Iron count oh, as a – of course that counts. I'm going to go Arnold. Oh, that's a good one. Because there's some classic one-liners in that that you'll never be able to play these days. Is the
3: one where he's with Danny DeVito? What's that movie? Twins. Twins. a movie,
1: too. <laughs> yeah. Kindergarten Cop, awful movie. But that's another one. Total Arnold. Recall. Yeah.
2: I, 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 I got to go with, with Sylvester Stallone. Just just because Rocky is, Rocky. yeah,
3: Spitfuls. I'm with you. If, yeah. if 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 Rocky wasn't a part of the conversation, like if if Sylvester Stallone had never made it, it'd be like a Rambo versus Terminator, and I probably would lean Schwarzenegger. You also got Cobra. I, I'm with I'm with Levar. Yeah. I'm taking I'm just taking Sly.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're a housekeeper, you definitely watch Stallone over Arnold. Is sure. that right? Yeah, you know. what's that supposed to mean? I yeah. mean, but isn't that it up. isn't it Arnold, that... Oh, no, okay. Well, Stay away more. from Arnold, you know. Whew. What else, Lee? Right. Or not. <laughs> Guys, would you rather be a uh, a fish
2: or a bird?
3: <laughs> what type oh, bird. of fish?
2: Bird. What type of bird?
3: Bird. Uh, Whatever kind of bird you want, whatever kind of oh, fish you bad want. Badass eagle.
2: I, I'd rather be a, a orca whale.
3: Yeah, that's pretty
0: good. <clears throat>
2: yeah. Nobody's hunting me. I'm the hunter. It's just kind of like very depressing. I'm afraid Don't they poach of heights. orcas. I'm afraid of. What's that? Don't
3: they poach they do,
2: orcas? I mean, everything gets banged up out there. It I feels guess, like I would the, assume.
1: it's the difference between the water and the sky. The water feels depressing. The sky feels kind of refreshing. The water is like peaceful. You ever seen Deadliest fly, Catch? Like, 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 like when I vehicle. heard like masters, all those I
2: guys slide into on Deadliest Catch
1: are drug addicts.
2: I want to leave here. Oh.